everybody welcome back to our podcast we are Yay. here live from my mom's bedroom i feel like we change our location a lot just because there's noises in different in the in the areas that we always podcast like just coming from outside the window or something so we always have to change location but anyways hi hey um so we're gonna keep this short and sweet because we have a long episode today we're talking to a very special guest so as you guys know we've been like really opening up about our spiritual journey and fran talks about her oracle cards and her her being a seer and seeing things and hearing things and i talk about my meditation all my journals but when like push comes to shove what it's really about is about personal development and how we can heal ourselves from the inside heal our anxiety like grow as people and kind of like be more at peace with our everyday lives that's what's at the core of this whole spiritual journey for us and we want to dedicate at least one episode a month to our spiritual journey spirituality in general slash mental health because i personally think that it coincides ever since i started kind of tapping into my spiritual side and and all of that um my anxiety has begun to heal and of course it comes up but i now have these new methods and mechanisms and ways of kind of healing it so we are going to dedicate one episode a month at least to mental health slash spirituality in our spiritual journey like in different ways obviously different guests different oh my god my voice the hell same but different in different ways and like different guests um and different kinds of topics but kind of like the same general idea so the guest we have today we went to high school with her and she went along to create a platform kind of summing up um these like what we just said and more like she creates really in-depth informative content it's like inspiring it's it's very informative, like I said, and it's just like a feel-good vibe platform that she has. So we're like, we're going to have her on because we have so many questions and so much research goes into her posts. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not one of those accounts where it's just kind of like... Um, I'm pulling it out of my ass. No, it's it's not one of those... <laughs> no, it's not one of those accounts that kind of is just going with the trends. Like, you know, those sometimes those spiritual accounts, they just go with the trends. She's really backed by research, which is why I and like... like passionate too. Which is why I like to thoroughly read through... You know, sometimes you see those posts and you're just like, okay, like cool meditation, cool like manifestation. I thoroughly read through her posts and actually take her book recommendations. Like they're, they're actually really good. So yeah, like Fran said, we did go to high school with her and it's kind of weird because... Like everything comes full circle when we got to sit down and talk with her about things just, that she's doing that inspires us no, on our podcast, which I would have never thought we would have. It's also just had. nice. But but anyways, without ado, we're going to introduce her right now. Please welcome the Mind Palace, aka Sophia Dumucho, to our podcast. So basically, like I told you, me and Sam have like trying to be more open, I guess, on the podcast about like our spirituality and like healing and in our anxiety because we have really bad anxiety and just like trying to I guess connect with like our soul and us like as a being really um so we wanted to have you on because we like literally love your content and we feel like you talk about all the things that we kind of want to embody right also not to like shame ourselves but sometimes I feel like when we talk about these things it's almost like I feel like I have imposter syndrome like I'm not saying the right terms I'm not using the right terms and when we talk about it to the listeners of the podcast who ask us questions I'm like 
I'm like on my own journey yeah. too. And I feel like I don't know how to answer it. So it's good to bring someone like you on who seems like, it seems like your content is often backed by personal experience, but also like tons of research. I, I think yeah. I no, would, totally. it seems like, so that's, that's why we wanted to that's have like you the on. background. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So just tell us like why you started it, like what it is and just why you felt the need to like start the platform. Yeah. I mean, I'll just tell you, I guess, like my story, my personal yeah, yeah, story. Yeah. Please do. Um, so I've been really blessed in my life because I was kind of born into a family where these topics were common, like conversations that we had. Like my dad has been teaching the law of attraction since oh, wow. the day I was born. So growing up in my life, I had this awesome mentor who like at the age of six, he had me saying to myself, like I am God he would ask you be like what's your name and you know obviously I would be like Sophia and he would be like no that's just something that you call yourself Mm -hmm. right that's just your name that's not who you are or sorry he would ask me like who are you who Mm -hmm. are you Mm -hmm. and I would say Sophia and he would be like no that's not who you are that's your name that's just a label that you put on yourself you are you know a a co-creator a divine embodiment of the one source and he would talk to us like this like literally when we were like five years old So growing up, I always had these ideas kind of like in my mind, I always had the idea of like, you know, you manifest your own reality. Like we would sit there in like a parking lot, we would drive to Yorkdale. And I remember him like being like, okay, kids, we're going to manifest a parking spot. So everyone like, (laughs) oh, that's so cute. (laughs) Yes. Like finding the perfect parking spot when we get there. And like, you know, as young kids, we were doing these kind of exercises. And when it would work, it would just be like that affirmation of like, wow, we do create our own reality. So But then that being, yeah. So then that being said, um, obviously you start to get a little older and my dad and my mom are separated. So we weren't like living with my dad all the time. My mom's not really as into it. And we went through high school and, you know, everyone in high school just wants to like party with their friends and like do stupid stuff. And so I kind of like lost touch with that part of myself during that time. Um, But what really like was the trigger moment for me which kind of started this whole journey with the mind palace was I was in my second year of university and I realized that I absolutely hated what I was studying. I was in the middle of my aerospace engineering degree and I was just feeling so drained. Like I was feeling like, you know, this can't be it. Like this can't be, this is not leading me where I want to go. And I was actually during the summer between second year and third year doing an internship at Bombardier, which is like an aerospace company. Yeah. Wow. Um, wow. you know, and most people would in my, you know, um, uh, program would be so excited and happy to do that. But I right. was in working in that environment every day. And like, I literally hated it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was like, this is not my future. Like, I was like, how do I get off this train? Because I could see where it was heading. And I was like, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. And that in the middle of that summer, my dad took us to the paradigm shift event that Bob Proctor puts on in LA. Okay. And if you guys don't know who Bob Proctor is, he's like this unreal law of attraction success coach. He's like one of the biggest success coaches in the world. Mm -hmm. And he was my dad's personal mentor for a long time. So I had the benefit of having his, you know, he's really the reason that my dad was the way he was. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, who passed it on to me. So we went to this event and, um, you know, it was like a three-day event where we're like in person with him. And, you know, when you're in those in-person events, it's just a different energy. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, yeah, it was awesome. And Bob was sitting there and he's like, 
you have to make a decision. You have to make a decision. If you want your life to change, you must make a decision, you know, typing us up, telling us that if you can see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. And so I'm sitting there at dinner after the first night and I go to my dad and I'm like, Papa, I made a decision. And he's like, okay, what's your decision? And I'm like, I'm dropping out of engineering. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And you know, he kind just of like that, that, you were able to just see it so clearly. Yes, but the story is not over yet. Okay. <laughs> so he goes to me and he goes, Sophia, like, I think you missed a really important part of what Bob was talking about today. He was t- talking about upside down, inside out, upside down, inside out. And this is this concept that, you know, when something changes, it's not from the outside in, it's from the inside out. So the shift that I had to make wasn't a physical shift. It was an inner shift, a mental shift, an emotional shift. And so I remember like having so much resistance towards it. And then all of a sudden it was like, it just clicked. And I was like, you're right. I don't decide to change something from the outside. I have to change my attitude. I have to change my perception. Mm -hmm. So that weekend, um, after I come back from that weekend, (laughs) I made a decision. And my decision was, I love what I do. Mm -hmm. That was the decision I made. So I walked into the office the next morning on Monday morning with the biggest smile on my face, literally pretending that it was like the most fulfilling work I could have ever done in my life. And that I absolutely loved it there, that it was just like my dream job. And so within that first week, I actually think it was on the first day that I came back somehow, some way a a desk opened up because for the last like two months, I had been in this like little tiny dark area Mm. of the office away from all my peers. And then in the first day, this spot had opened up right next to a window in the middle of like all my peers. Mm. And you know, when you're working in an office, like having sunlight next to you is just changes everything. It literally changes everything. So it was like, I could notice how these little shifts I was making inside were starting to change the experience I was having there. I even started, you know, because I was showing up differently, I started taking more interest in the people around me. Mm -hmm. I started making deeper personal connections. Um, you know, I started to change my perception of the work that I was doing. Every time they would have me working on some like program or code, I would just pretend that I was writing my best-selling novel. And I would even put my uh, earphones in and I would listen to like Spanish music and visualize myself like on a beach. And pretty soon, like I started to really enjoy my experience there. You know, I had to wake up at 5 a.m. every morning because the workday started at seven. So I had to like get on the subway and I used to hate the commute there. Like I used to hate having to subway for an hour to get there and it became like one of my favorite times of the day because I would spend that time reading think and grow rich which is an awesome book I think everyone should read it (laughs) I would do my gratitude journal right Mm -hmm. so I would write 10 things I was grateful for things that I had again I would spend that time visualizing the life I wanted to create it and and really getting into the feeling of what would be what would be you know a career that I would really love and you know, I would visualize the, I would always visualize this same picture of me kind of like writing this book and having this beautiful ocean view somewhere in Positano, Italy. And I started <laughs> calling this vision, my mind palace. Okay. And I would always say like, I'm going to my mind palace. Like I'm going to spend some time in my mind palace. I love and that. I just, yeah. That's, that's clever. So that, 
Yeah. So that just, I don't even know where I saw it. I feel like I just saw it somewhere and I was like, oh, that's what I'm going to start calling like this inner world that I'm creating. Mm -hmm. And I would always say to myself, you know, um, I see two worlds, but I live in one, right? Because there's the world you see with your eyes and then there's the world that you see in your mind. And the one that you live in is the one that you identify with emotionally, right? right? So so this, this, these things started changing inside me. And, you know, I remember telling my dad about the mind palace, this like place that I would go and how having the shift in perspective was changing my experience so much. And he told me, you know, that's a really good name, Sophia. That's the name of your book. <laughs> and so, and so it just st- stuck. And like, I do want to write a book called the mind palace, but I decided to just make it an Instagram account. And it wasn't until a year later that I actually decided to make it an Instagram account. And I think it's because in that year, um, I faced a lot of challenges. I had like a relationship in my life that was draining me in a lot of ways. And I was facing a lot of like my own insecurities. Cause I think that's what happens a lot of the time is the second you start to like step up internally and you decide to go to a new frequency, it's like all those lower vibrational ideas and energies that are inside you can no longer coexist. Yeah. So they have to come up to the surface to be looked at. And mm-hmm. so that was like what the next year of my life was all about. And it was kind of from like going through that, that I decided like, I want to be a daily reminder in someone's life because it's just that daily reminder that you create your reality, that your thoughts are things. You know, and if I could just remind someone every, every day, just be a little like poke, give them some message that reminds them of who they truly are, then that's like the most, that's the best thing that I could ever do. Because that's really what I needed during that whole year was to come back to the mindset that I was in over that summer. Right. You know, so that's kind of like what this, what inspired like the mind palace page. And I started doing the YouTube videos and I had this whole like 20, uh, 20 video YouTube series. Um, and now it's just kind of like, it's something that I do every day out of passion because I love studying this material and it's helped me to grow in so many ways. And I just want to like pass it on and share it. And you can tell too, just through your content, how passionate you are about it, which makes it like more inspiring, yeah, like so much more inspiring to, to watch and to listen to. Um, but no, that's a great story. I think that it's so nice that you had your dad there as a, as a mentor, as a figure for that, because you're right. A lot of, a lot of us don't, we have our parents there, but not in that way. They don't really think like that. I feel Mm -hmm. feel most, most parents. I mean, ours, ours don't. Um, (laughs) when I tell my mom something that has to do with like, no no shade to my mom. No, no, she's very supportive, (laughs) but like, um, the universe or spirituality or like meditating, she kind of just like shakes it off. Like, Oh yeah. Okay. Go do your meditating. But that's good that you had that that rock. Um, I also think a lot of people start from something difficult happened to them. And then that shifted something inside where they had to realize, like, Hey, to shift my mindset now, like for me, um, kind of similar, like I was going through my own shit, like, um, a relationship ended quarantine hit and I was very depressed. And our parents are also recently split. And this all kind of happened like last year when quarantine wow. quarantine hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what am I doing with my life? Like I'm in last year of university. I'm in marketing. Okay. Is that like, what kind of marketing do I want to do? Like my boyfriend just broke up with me. I'm alone. I have no friends like with me in quarantine. Right. I was kind of just by myself. And that's when I started to turn to, um, 
like spirituality and like meditation and manifestations. But it was hard, like you said, to when I realized I was having anxiety or I was scared, like to go deep down into the root cause of what's causing that is freaking scary because mm-hmm. emotions come out. And I, I'm not one to like cry about things or let my emotions out. But I realized that once I started to do that and met my anxiety or met my fear or met why I was feeling the way I was, it was so much easier to like grow from it or even mm-hmm. just write it. I have a journal too. And I like write literally everything I feel all the time. Me and Sam go to like this pond um, at our house and we sit like a front in front of the lake. And it's just like, it's like therapeutic, like the water, mm-hmm. the ducks, like the green nature, it's therapeutic to let it all out. So I feel like everybody should not everybody should practice it. Like, obviously don't push it again on people, but everyone should try to meet themselves in the middle and see like where these emotions are coming from. That's like, where kind of how I started yeah. mine. How about you? I, I think like similar, I was going to tell you before we like moved on to our next question that I was really skeptical about this sort of thing, like meditating and the law of attraction. I was like, okay, like really, like I'm, I was very like logic. I'm very like, naturally just I always want there to be facts and I'm very logical and I know this stuff is backed by science now and by all this stuff after doing research and seeing all these things but like you I was in you like when I was in university I was studying stuff and I was like what the like what am I doing like I don't want to be doing this and I wanted to turn to you know something to help me and something to guide me and I think that that's where this started from for me like I was skeptical but then you know, I began to like get on this spiritual journey, I guess. Um, so yeah, that, that's how it started. And it's just like you yourself and like, that's it, like me, myself and I really on this. So I know like you were talking about resistance. When I think of the word resistance, I feel like resisting, like I saw one of your posts, resisting help from the universe and like not mm-hmm. being, I guess, too prideful to ask for help when you really need it. Um, yeah. So when like question for you, when people are going through this, what is like your main advice or tip when they start to feel lonely because it can be a lonely experience like when you grow but you don't realize that you're actually growing to like a new level or a new frequency it gets like lonely right so what do you like have the advice for people I think like there's two things the first thing I would say is like and this is getting like real spiritual on you guys but this is just on my honest truth and what's oh, yeah me, please yeah keep it real what's helped <laughs> me so much like in my life is realizing that you are literally never alone like mm-hmm. even if you feel physically alone like on another level on the spiritual level meaning the non-physical level you are not alone there is literally a team of higher consciousness beings who are there to help you at all times and there to guide you. And when you really think about the idea of consciousness, like consciousness acts as a field. It's it's a wave of energy. It's not like my consciousness isn't like stuck in my brain. You know, mm-hmm. it's not limited to like this physical vessel. It's everywhere at all times, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like energy. Mm-hmm. So when you think of consciousness in that way, the idea of there being like higher consciousness beings is not so crazy, Mm -hmm. you know? And I have always turned to like my spirit guides, my angels. I, when I go into meditation, you know, I really get to that quiet space within where I can connect to that higher guidance. Even if you want to call it like your higher self, right. And realize like there is so much more to who you are than beyond like just this physical vessel. Mm -hmm. So for me, like even just, just remembering that, remembering that I'm 
constantly being guided that there's so much love available to me at all times has like helped me so much through those feelings of like loneliness, loneliness, because like, you're literally never alone. And then the second thing I would say is you kind of have to put yourself out there and put yourself in situations where you're going to meet people who are on the same wavelength. Mm -hmm. You can ask for that. Like you can literally manifest that you can say, I, I am attracting, you know, people in my life who are in the same mindset as me, who are going to the same place as I am. Mm -hmm. And like, what I do is I'll literally guys, it sounds crazy, but what I'll do. And especially cause like, you know, COVID and everything, but <laughs> honestly, I just feel like if you have the honest intention, like, yeah. So I'll like go out. Cause usually I live in the city, right? So I'll go out on a walk and I will just open my heart to whatever comes my way. And I will smile at everyone I see. And I will, you know, people will notice you. The right people will literally like be drawn to you almost like mm-hmm. a magnet. And the next thing you know, you're like having a conversation with someone about like this book that you guys have both read or about, you know, how, you know, you both have this certain belief mm-hmm. or you're both going through the same situation. And like, you will literally attract the right people if you just put yourself out there a little bit. Even like going to a yoga class, going to a woman's circle, like, mm-hmm put yourself in those situations where you're going to be around like-minded people and put the intention out there and then take Mm -hmm. small steps towards that. Like open yourself up to the possibility because it will happen and it will happen really quickly. And when you say that, I guess for me, when I realized I want to kind of move towards this, this kind of spiritual healing journey, I call it, I don't know, that's just what I call it for myself, but I feel like there's this like feeling in me or thought, I don't really know what it is, but just something that I like, I feel like there's something that I need to tap into that I can't see or sense, but it's there. And I, I guess what I'm asking is I know I have to open myself to it. I know that that's what I have to do, but I just feel like being open is so ambiguous and I, and I read about it. And I know that when I'm doing my guided meditation meditations, they're like, open your heart, open it. But Mm. I guess how <laughs> I mean like for lack of a, you know what I mean it just I feel like for for me like it, it I don't know if it's because my thoughts run rampant or I'm always overthinking but it's like how can I really open myself I'm trying and I set intentions maybe there's something blocking it but yeah I guess that's what I'm asking like how or like maybe how did you I've gotten a I've opened a lot more in like the last like few months even mm-hmm. so I can definitely speak on that and it starts for me it started within like my own c- close circle like the people who are in my life every day like I t- started to think about you know how am I closed off from my family members And I started to pick up on little things. Like I realized that, you know, when it comes to my mom, like I'm super weird about being about like intimacy with my mom. Like I would feel like uncomfortable when I would like, when she would like try to hug me or like cuddle with me. I'm so like that too. I'm like that too. So many of us, like everyone I've said this to is like me too. I'm with like her, like my sister, like when she gets too close, it's just like. (laughs) With your sister too, you know, with my sister as well. And I started just noticing these things and questioning that like asking myself why because Mm. that is a closure of your heart that's a closure of like your ability to like give love and serve someone 
mm-hmm. because we all need connection. Like it's so vital. So I started to kind of push past those boundaries. Like I started to breathe through the resistance. So every time I would feel that like awkwardness or like discomfort come up, I would just like take a deep breath and remember to, and I would literally just say like, stay open. Mm-hmm. And then I would like hug my mom and like love on her. And like, like, it's like when you're with a romantic partner, like you don't have those same boundaries and it's like, they shouldn't exist with anyone in your life. Right. So just opening myself to her, even with my sister who I live with, I started asking myself, like, how can I be of service to her? Like when she asked me to like use my lotion and I'm like, uh, you can't use your own lotion. Like, mm, oh why God. don't I just be like, yeah, <laughs> use my lotion. Like, oh my I can God, get yeah. more. This is know? a just, really good point. Yeah. I've never thought about it like this ever in my life. Like, I thought I was the only one who felt weird hugging my mom, and I felt bad about <laughs> it. Like, just two days ago, I did something to offend my mom, and I was like, I'm gonna go say sorry to her, and I actually embraced her and like gave her a kiss on the cheek and she's like, you never do that. And I'm like, I I know. Or like even with Sam, like it goes vice versa, but. Sam will ask me to do something or can you, I don't know, boil the eggs for me for breakfast. I'm like, no, boil your own freaking eggs. Like, well, why are we, why are we like this to our own family? And if we're like this to our own family, how do we expect to do it to like embrace other people or even embrace yourself? Yeah. Yeah. I've never, that's like very insightful. I've never thought about that way ever in my life. Trust me. these are like recent shifts that I've been going through. And you know what? Your mom like needs to be hugged. Like yeah. your mom probably needs that so bad, especially if you say like your parents are separated because mine are too. Mm-hmm. And like, imagine never having physical affection. Mm. I know. Like yes. that's tough, you know? So that's how you start to open. That is really how you start to open. It's just like remembering that first of all, you know, we don't want to like do things, especially when you come to your, like your sister, like you don't want to give her your things. You don't want to like waste your time helping her. But then when you really think about it, what, are, what message is that sending to the universe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sending the message that you don't have enough. Right. Yeah. So every time it's like, uh-huh. it really, like, can I not give her some of my lotion? Like, can I not go get more? Like, and you start to open and realize, that there's so much fulfillment that comes in just giving and giving and giving Mm -hmm. and not expecting anything in return. And it does come back to you. Like inevitably it does, but it's only when you're like truly selfless and you're coming from a place where it's like, you know, you're so fulfilled. Like, you know, spirit and universe is taking care of you so much that like, no matter what you give, you will never be in lack. Mm -hmm. And it's only by like putting yourself out there and really like stepping out of your comfort zone and starting to be more unconditionally loving with those in your life. And like, and it's like, you can say you unconditionally love people, but it's an action. Like you have Mm -hmm. to show it, you know? And so, yeah, I just, and I notice myself too, when I start to close up again, and then I'm like, why am I doing that? And I'm Mm -hmm. like, why did I just get into my fight with my sister about such a stupid thing Mm -hmm. when I literally could have just helped her? And you know? it's, it's kind of weird because whether it's like my sister or whoever, like my sister, or my mom, my dad, my, my boyfriend, whatever, it's like, if we're getting in these stupid fights and I, and it's over stupid things, it ruins, not ruins, but for me, at least it affects the rest of my day. And it's almost like I have this certain outlook on the rest of my day because of that one thing. So what you're saying makes a lot of sense, because if we push through that, and kind of made it over that barrier and kind of opened, like you said, the rest of the day would probably probably go differently. It'd be be a lot more open to us too, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. It's like, you notice where you get triggered because when you get triggered, that's like you hitting like one of your walls, Mm -hmm. right? So this idea of staying open is really like when you get, when you hit that wall, 
instead of like stepping, pulling back or like resisting and fighting, you literally just breathe, let go. And you decide to like handle it with love. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and then the third like example I would give is like, for me, whenever I go out in public, whenever I'm walking around outside, I will always consciously make the effort to make eye contact and smile at everyone that I pass by. And they might not look back and they might not smile back, but that's okay because it's like, I am connecting with each yeah. of them. Like I'm recognizing them, I'm seeing them. And that is really unconditional love. It's like seeing and acknowledging every single person, mm-hmm. you know? And that's how you stay, that's how you really open your heart and, you know, you'll feel yourself expand. Like you'll feel yourself being more abundant Mm -hmm. because you recognize how much you have within you to give, you know, it's like you open that valve. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense because I, so I go to Ryerson or I went to Ryerson. So when I was at campus, I, I always complain to Sam, I come home, I have no friends. Like I literally, no one talks to me. I don't talk to anybody. I'm antisocial, blah, blah. I'll have like my hoodie on walking down the street. And then now that I think about it, it's like, why did I do that? Like I almost closed off people like not to talk to me because I was in this like shit attitude, my hoodie on, like, I don't want to talk to you. I have no friends, blah, blah, blah. When, if I just opened up and did like what you said, smiled and actually embraced people, my experience at university would have been so much different. And now I look back and I'm like, I kind of regret it. Like I had not the best university experience because I chose not to have it. It's not because like, like I didn't like certain people it's just because I was so closed off so that like it makes a lot of sense I do want to go back to um how you said we have um our spirit guides so (laughs) we we have a spiritual healer and we've been to her a few times and the first time I went to her she was like dear one you have (laughs) I love when she says that dear one you have a choir of people behind you like that want to help you and I was like do I like though like I was just thinking like who who is it and she said there's one one angel and she's all sapphire and she's been with you since you were born and she like wants to help you and guide you and after that I was like I've always and she calls me a seer apparently so I'm like very um if I want to be open yeah I'm intuitive and if I want to be open I can like see and attract and hear so one night I was like honestly, I'm going to try to connect with them and just see what happens. Um, so I was meditating, like I bought my crystals, my Oracle cards, like I was getting in the groove. I saged and I was calling on my spirit guides. People listen to this might be like, Hey, this is kind of weird, but I don't know. I just, I feel safe doing it. So I called on them and I made like boundaries though. Cause I heard sometimes you have to make boundaries. I was like, I don't want to yeah, totally. See- yeah. I was like, I don't want to see you. I don't want to touch. Like, I don't want you to be like, I'm scared of like figures and stuff. So I'm like, I just want to know that you're there. So I didn't feel anything at first, but I wrote in my journal that I wanted to see a specific sign um, for something that's happening. So I wrote down the, the sign that that I wouldn't really usually see on a daily basis. It was a blue smiley face. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to see a blue smiley face, whether it's a sticker, whether it's whatever. So I was going on with my day. Um, I ordered takeout maybe like a week after from Cora's breakfast from Uber Eats, um, ate my takeout, went outside, did my homework, my work, whatever, and then started to do my meditation again. And I was looking through what I wrote like the previous weeks. And I noticed that I wrote, I want to see a blue smiley face. And I'm like, weird, like I haven't seen it yet, but I'm just going to like trust in the universe, let go. So I go inside and I'm throwing out my Cora's bag. And I realized that on the bag, it says, thank you in red lettering but then there was a blue smiley face like at the end so I was like 
oh my God, is this my sign? Because why didn't you finish off the thank you in red? Like, why is it in blue? And I was thinking of like a sticker or something, but it was there. And I was literally, I told Taylor, I pulled the bag up. I'm like, can you look? I was like shook. So I, I definitely believe that there after that, I was like, I'm a firm believer that you can ask for what you want and for a sign that it's coming to you and just, you have to let go and believe that like it's happening with, and with that story, sorry, that was like a, a lot, but yeah. with that story, I, I guess we're also wondering for people listening, if they're listening to this and they want these manifestations that they're creating and th- they're putting to the universe to come true, but they aren't, you have those moments where like, Hey, this isn't happening. It's not coming true. What do you think? What do you think about that? Like, is there blockages? How do you get over that? I mean, this is kind of like two questions in one, because I first want to address like your story because I've had a similar experience and it's crazy because you really can't ask for signs and like, you will get that sign exactly. And there it's, it's like, once you see it, like you can't unsee it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? It was like stuck. Like, even now I can like, my, the feeling is still with me of how I felt when I saw it. I was like, holy yeah. shit. Like it's, it's there. But it's yeah. like, you were open to it. You were mm-hmm. expecting it. You were trusting that it was going to happen. And that really opens, clears the gateway for your guides to be able to communicate with you because you can only hear them as loud as your willingness to listen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like there's so much static around us because of this constant voice in our head that's just talking and talking and talking and talking and so many distractions right Mm -hmm. it's like it's like you're a radio right and there's just like so much static around you and they're trying to get through to you with your their messages but it's like the signal cannot reach you because you're not you're not tuned into the right station Mm -hmm. right but the second you kind of like surrender and open yourself up and you're like okay I trust that like I put this intention out there and I trust that you know, you did, you did, you went into that quiet space, you meditated, you cleared yourself, right? You cleared your field with sage or whatever you were doing. Like you took that time to really like quiet everything. Mm -hmm. And that's when the message can come through. And so like, I have my own story with that. Um, (laughs) This is kind of crazy. I won't get into like too much details because it's really, really personal, but basically um, some things were going on in my life. And I had like, some, some, some things came up and they were indicating that this person who was really close to me was lying to me about something. Okay. And, you know, I always like give people the benefit of the doubt. And so, but like I was scrolling through my Instagram page one day and I had this post pop up that said, that was a picture of a dragonfly. And it said, when you see a dragonfly, it means that a truth is being hidden from you. And of course I've literally never seen anything relating dragonflies to that I don't even know if that's really the spiritual significance of dragonflies because you Mm -hmm. won't find that like anywhere else on the internet Mm -hmm. but I was just like okay so quietly in my mind and my heart I just went into that quiet space and I was like okay if the truth is being hidden from me show me a dragonfly and the next day I was at work and I worked like outdoors on this like patio and I'd never seen a dragonfly there before maybe I just never noticed it but a dragonfly literally like flew right past me and it was like in that moment like there was like this gut feeling like Like that is my sign yeah Yeah. like you'll always have this gut feeling where you're just like that is my sign like Mm -hmm. that is significant right kind of like with the blue smiley face so I was like okay and I I, it wasn't it didn't this is another thing it didn't make me feel anxious I wasn't Mm -hmm. like 
afraid. I feel like it's it almost calm, not calming. I mean, safe. I, like it's like yeah. safe. It was like this sense of like calm and peace. And so I just went in within me again and I was like, okay, truth come forward. That's just what I said. I said, truth come forward. You know, if I'm meant to know this truth come forward. And within two days in the most like crazy turn of events, the truth came out and was revealed to me, not by the person, but by like someone else. So it came to you. Yeah. Yeah. Like wow, and that's crazy. so many things happen. Like guys, even today, yesterday I drove downtown and today I drove back. And every time I drive, I like put an intention out there and I just ask my guides to like protect me and keep, you know, keep me safe, put me mm-hmm. in a bubble of light. And like, so 17 is like my angel number. That's like a number that my guides show me all the time. 11, 17 is something I see all the time. 117, just anything's with ones and sevens, mm. like a huge confirmation for me. Yesterday on the way, as I was like leaving my house and, and going on the highway, I like said my little prayer and like I turned my head and I'm passing by a building that has 1700, like the building has 1700 written on the side. And it was just like, boom, confirmation. Mm-hmm. Now on the way back here, when I was coming back, back from downtown uh, a little earlier today, I was, I just left my condo and I was driving on Bay street and I just went inside and I was like, guys, please like protect me, whatever. And I'm just looking, I'm at a stoplight looking around and I turn my head three, three, three on the side of the building. Wow. So it's just like, it's just like, they're always communicating with me and you have to find, I think the methods that work best for you and your guides. Like for me, numbers they talk to me super clearly in numbers like there's even way more stories I could go into of like just crazy stuff that's happened and that how they've just like confirmed to me like you're on the right track like keep Mm. going and that's also like goes back to how you said you're never lonely either yeah Yeah. that's them showing you that they're like there with you it's so comforting Mm. yeah even like angel cards like that's a really strong way that they communicate with me it's like the ways like that they know they're not going to scare you because that's the thing is we have so many preconceived we have we have we've been programmed to not be connected to our guides you know through horror movies and like all these like paranormal activity movies they literally program us to be afraid of the supernatural of the Mm non-physical right and we have to kind of like obviously yes you have to protect yourself you have to be very intentional about who you're letting into your consciousness Mm -hmm. but like we also have to practice getting through those fears because right. there is a world of help available to us that we are not tapping into. No, that makes sense. Um, and then, so yeah, that's kind of like what I wanted to say on that, because I think it's so important that people know that like you do have a choir of angels around you. Like I, I know guys, sometimes I'm walking around and I just feel like I have an army of 20 people like walking with me. It's the craziest thing, but like, and you think like, Oh no, like, I'm just like, you know, that's just a coincidence. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's not real, but like, no, like you have to trust yourself, trust your intuition, start mm-hmm. working that muscle. Don't repress that. Cause that is a gift. Like we have six senses. We don't have five. Mm-hmm. And so we have to start like really cultivating that skill, you know, because it's like, if you never used your eyes, if you kept your eyes closed at all times, you would lose your ability to see it would atrophy, right? It would slowly decrease. And that's what's happened with us and our intuition. So we have to start relying on that skill a little bit more, especially now when like you literally can't trust any information that's coming your way. Like Mm -hmm. you've got to go within and get that information from within. Mm -hmm. That's the only reliable source. That's crazy that you say that too. I was just thinking about that today, Mm -hmm. not to get all COVID vaccine political on here, but Mm -hmm. 
I was I was thinking about that how people ask you if you got the vaccine or not and they make it this this weird thing and I I don't want to talk about it because I feel like some people who listen like get offended offended or triggered the last time we talked about it but I just feel I like there's this feeling that I know what's right for me inside and I'm trying to learn to trust that and I guess that's intuition but yeah what you just said makes a lot of sense because it's almost like you you feel it inside you feel like you know what's right for yourself right now at least and I don't know it's like it seems like such a simple thing but for me it hasn't been it's been really hard to kind of get out of my head and my overthinking and trust that intuition and trust that I know what's best for myself you know I know a few people right now are, who are kind of having this debate between their head and their heart that's, yeah, on, that's these, like, on, me, yeah. on these like social issues. Um, yeah. And it's because, you know, from the outside, the logical mind, the rational mind is going to tell you, oh, it's so obvious. You just, you have to do this. This is what everyone's doing. This is what they're telling us to do. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's going to keeping people safe, blah, blah, blah. But then when there's like that inner thing inside you, that gut feeling that literally makes no sense, you cannot rationalize it. Mm-hmm. And that's just the thing with intuition. Like your intuition is never going to like sit there and explain to you why it's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just not how the little voice work. First of all, it doesn't yell. That's the ego. The other mind you have like two, you have like essentially a split mind. Okay. That's what everyone needs to understand. I wish people like actually understood how their mind worked because there's the ego mind. And then there's like the intuitive mind. Mm-hmm. And the ego mind is like your survival mind. Okay. This is the mind that's super concerned about the physical world. Mm. And then the spiritual mind is like that mind that's connected to the non-physical that's connected to life beyond just what, what our physical senses are telling us. Right. And there's so much more to reality than what we can see and touch and feel and hear. Mm -hmm. So, so you know, it's like this mind wants to just keep us safe. The ego mind wants to keep you safe. And the ego mind is going to be really, it's going to be the fear-based mind. So fearful of other people's judgments, fear of getting Mm -hmm. sick, fear of death, everything fearful is like the ego mind. So that's your head. And like, it's going to be screaming it's going to be loud. Right. And it's going to be explaining why, Oh, we have to do this because of this. And it even fights with itself at times. Like you'll Mm -hmm. realize this mind is like super conflicted. Mm-hmm. Now the spiritual mind is very different. The spiritual mind whispers. Okay. It does not talk loud and it does not explain itself. It just knows. Okay. Mm-hmm. The ego mind thinks the spiritual mind just knows. Yeah. And it's like, it's more of a feeling than anything. And so uh, I think a lot of people right now are in this tug of war within their ego mind and their spiritual mind, because the ego mind can only base its rationality around like what it's physically seeing and hearing and what's happening in the physical world but the spiritual mind is kind of like that 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 part of you that sees beyond what is just happening right now and isn't connected to like the future mm-hmm. and the past and you know and it's this dimension in which time doesn't really exist yeah and it doesn't make sense. Like you won't be able to rationalize it, but it's like this gut feeling. And that is like your inner guidance system, Mm -hmm. you know? And, you know, I encourage people to really listen to that inner voice, to listen to that intuitive mind, even if it doesn't make sense, even if everyone in their life is telling them to do the opposite, Mm -hmm. because, you know, you will feel lighter when Mm -hmm. you, when you go with that voice, you will feel lighter. And that's, indication that like yes that was the right choice even though you might not be able to explain it to people right you know so that's kind of like what I would say on that um in terms of like manifesting if you guys want to get into no I do I really that like 
that's something I think about all the time. I think about how sometimes I might be trying too hard and what the difference is between wanting to be like eager and desperate, I guess, like desperation versus being eager. Like I'm really eager to get this thing that I want and like manifest this and attract this to my life. But I'm also a little bit, it's almost like desperation. Mm. And I feel like I can't act out of desperation if that makes sense. That's just what goes through my head. But yeah, I want to know why they don't happen, (laughs) what the potential blockages could be. And also, I guess what your best practices are. Yeah. So this is, I think, a good place to start. So with manifestation, something that I've learned is like, you know, you can look at it from multiple perspectives. The ego can use manifestation or the spiritual mind can use manifestation. And, you know, in this day and age, manifestation is becoming like a mainstream thing. Yeah. But really like it originated like thousands and like this whole methodology around manifestation originated thousands of years ago in like Sanskrit, like we're all manifesting at all times. Like that is how reality works. You are a conscious creator. You are a co-creator. Everything that's happened in your life until this point has been because you manifested it through your consciousness. Okay. This is a good, this is a great quote. It's from Eckhart Tolle's book, A New Earth. When we manifest from ego, we tend to ask, how can I get what I want? With conscious manifestation, we ask, what does the universe want from me? Mm. And, you know, here's the thing is like, I realized I used to think that in order to be happy and fulfilled, I needed like all this stuff. Like I needed to like have huge houses I needed to have. And it's like, it's not bad to want these things. I just want to make it clear. Like I needed to have like a huge yacht. I want to like be a best-selling author. I want to be a world-class speaker. And like, I'm not going to lie. I still want these things, but that's what my ego wants. You know, Mm -hmm. that's what, that's what the human Sophia wants. But then this crazy thing started happening to me when I started going into meditation and I started to ask myself, what does happiness look like to me? And what I found is that it's usually the simplest thing. Like it's usually the simplest vision. Like I would see myself in a field with children, teaching them about their mind and teaching them how to meditate. Mm -hmm. And it's like so different than what I thought I needed to be happy and fulfilled. But like in this meditation, when I would see this vision, it was like the most deep joy I ever felt. And I would almost like, I would start to cry because I realized like, wow, if I can just touch one child's life and like change their, their mind and empower them, like how fulfilling is that? Mm-hmm. So you really realize that like conscious manifestation is all about being in service to others. And when you're truly aligned, when you have that intention at heart, when you're letting the universe guide you instead of you just, you know, acting on those um, materialistic desires that we have, it's just, you get into a different energy. You Mm -hmm. really get into a different energy. And, you know, all those materialistic things that I want might happen as a result of me being in service to the world, you know, but that can't be like my goal. My goal has to be like, what Mm -hmm. am I giving? It's even ever give something exactly what it needs when it needs it. It's a perfect system. So if your goal is to, you know, help 
a thousand families become financially free. The universe is going to give you then everything you need in order to make that a reality. Mm-hmm. And in the, and something I learned is that if you help everyone around you get everything you they want, inevitably you will get what you want as well. And so it's like, I think that's a big thing that people need to realize because on TikTok and like even Instagram, like there's all this hype about you create your own reality. And it's like, yes, you do. But if you really want to feel in flow with the universe, you have to realize like it's all about what you are doing for others. It's all about, you know, being in, being in service. It's, it's, you guys get what I'm saying? Like, no, I, yeah, I, I, get, I, get I get what you mean. That's it's it. you're like finding your purpose. And with that, you're being in service to others. And yeah. with that, the universe will provide you with what you need yeah. to be able to do those things. I like, definitely, yeah, it's all yeah, about so I was, love. I was going to say, I get that because I'm kind of relating to what you said for me, same thing. I want to be in marketing. I want to open my own firm. I want to be like a boss bitch. Right. But then when I go into meditation, I see myself with animals, like helping animals, <laughs> in like a d- different country or like homeless animals or abused animals. And I'm like, this is so different, like a different path than what yeah. I'm doing now, but animals just bring me joy. Like I love them. Like I, and it's true. Like it's just a different, like almost like a different mind thinking. Like a completely different mind. Like you said, like the split oh, minds, it nice. literally feels like. But I know is. that's what I want to like, I want to fulfill and I want to achieve, which is crazy. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. I was also going to say, what was I going to say? Oh, when you are meditating, I guess, and kind of tapping into, into this spiritual mind, as opposed to the ego mind, how, like you said, like when, remember when Fran told the story about the blue smiley face, she did like the sage and she did all that. I feel like a lot of the time, social media can be a double-edged sword because it can teach you about, it can teach you about all these things. Like this is where I kind of got introduced to it we saw your page we saw all of it but at the same time kind of makes it I don't know it it makes it like a what's the word like you have to do this this that that in order to achieve your end result like by the it's it's like commodifying it like by this yes consumerism it's like ingrained in consumerism totally right so it's like it's all it's all of that and I guess it kind of clouds uh, this is just from my personal experience it clouds my mind with okay, so how am I supposed to meditate? I need to write in this journal. I need to pick up that journal and write there and I need to do this, 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 and that. So how do you recommend kind of tapping into that spiritual mind as opposed to the ego mind and thinking about what I need to do by what this influencer said I need to do to meditate? Yeah, You know what I mean? Like how, how can I wake up in the morning and tap into that? And as opposed to the ego mind, I totally get with what you're saying, because I think a lot of people place their power in exterior things. Like that's what I'm, when I say materialism, that's what I mean. I mean, giving importance to the material, to the physical, like, Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about you just like wanting a lot of stuff. Like Mm -hmm. I'm talking about just placing all your power and like giving so much meaning to the physical, because that's not where your power comes from. Something only has as much power as you give it. Mm -hmm. So first of all, I mean, I don't like, I follow some spiritual accounts, but to be honest, like I don't spend a lot of my time on social media scrolling. I spend more of it actually like creating. I create more than I consume. That's like one of my rules on social media. And I actually found that when I was like, you know, following more of these spiritual accounts and like comparing my stuff to them, that's when I was getting like sucked into lower vibrational states. And when I kind of just started like, I literally like don't watch 
I like try not to follow other spiritual accounts because I don't want to be comparing myself to them because I realize that I can't be them. My power comes from within me and I always have to be deriving everything from within. I cannot derive it from outside. So I would say like, okay, start your day. First of all, don't pick up your phone at the beginning of the day. I kind of have a rule with myself where like I keep my phone on airplane mode until if I get up at like eight, I keep my phone on airplane mode until like 10, 30, 11. You need to put yourself in the right state of mind to be able to handle the day with awareness, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, I think everyone needs to develop their own kind of introspection and meditation practice. And it's going to be totally personal to you. Um, but just remember that like, we're literally all on different paths, you know, like we all came here to learn something different. My experience with spirituality isn't going to be the same as yours. Mm -hmm. And we're all spirits. Like you can't label what spirituality is. Like we are it. We Mm -hmm. are spirit. Yeah. We are like energy. That's what I mean by spirit. You You just need to be. Yeah. Like it's something you are, you can't find something that you are. You just Mm. kind of remember it. You just kind of get back in touch with it. So I think everyone needs to recognize that they literally have this inner guidance system that is perfect. Mm -hmm. And it's like this inner compass and it will guide you through your emotional state. So when you get a thought in your head, remember you are not your thoughts. This is just the story. This is just the programming, Mm -hmm. right? When you get a thought in your head, if you can look at it, instead of becoming it, right? We get so like wrapped up in our thoughts. We think we are them, but if you can just like observe it and ask yourself, okay, how does this thought make me feel? Does it make me feel good? Or does it make me feel bad? If it makes you feel good, that means that is in alignment with your truth. Mm -hmm. That is your compass saying, yes, this is a good direction to go. If it makes you feel bad, then that tells you that you're believing a lie. Mm-hmm. essentially like that thought is mm-hmm. a lie and that is not taking you in the direction of truth in the direction of expansion huh. and so it's like when we can really start to vet our, our our own inner world first then you can actually start to vet everything else in your life and you'll you know maybe see like a post on social media and you'll be able to say okay how does this make me feel is this in alignment with my truth or is this not does this make me feel good does it make me feel expanded or does it make me feel contracted mm-hmm. yeah right And so starting your day with how you said kind of in your own way and clear your mind will help you be more aware of those types of things throughout the day. Yeah. It's like getting yourself. That's what meditation is. All meditation is, is like a practice of awareness. Mm -hmm. Like when I meditate, I don't do anything special. Literally Mm -hmm. all I do is like close my eyes, start to like slow my breath down because slowing your breath helps you to gain more control over your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And then I just watch, like, I just watch whatever's going on in there, mm-hmm. you know, like <laughs> you just watch it. Like you don't have to really do anything. It's a non-doing. That's what meditation is. You just, you're watching the story mm-hmm. and you're not judging it. You're not like fighting it. You're not resisting it. You're not trying to change it. You're literally just observing it. Mm-hmm. And you can take times to like question things, you know, kind of look at yourself and be like, why do I think that? Why is that popping into my head? Why is this bothering me so much? Yeah. And recognize like, oh, maybe it's because I have this belief. Oh, where did that belief come from? Right. And you kind of like start to like really 
understand yourself yeah. and then you can go back to that place of watching and just like see your thoughts kind of like clouds and pra- practice like letting them pass through without attaching mm-hmm. onto them mm-hmm. because like taking that practice then into your everyday life makes you so much less reactive like you're literally just able to watch things happen without right. making them personal right you know? with ease and that kind of ultimately makes you become more at peace with yourself as you're mm-hmm. practicing this throughout your life I guess yeah, yeah. um Okay. Well, I mean, that was, that was a lot of insightful stuff. Um, I guess I want to ask if you have any other advice, just advice in general for people who are kind of embarking on their own spiritual journey or want to kind of get into this mindset and want to be at peace with themselves throughout their day and want to be more aware. Yeah. I want to say beginners just because I was a beginner, you know, at the beginning. Well, I still am like learning. Yeah. we're all, we're all, we're all on a journey, but I guess just people who don't know much about it. Honestly, any last advice? Yeah. Um, meditation is an awesome practice, but the practice that has helped me more than any other is reading. Mm -hmm. I read every day and it's because like, you really don't know what you don't know. You know, like, I love that. (laughs) You just, you don't know what you don't know. And it's like to have kind of a a book is kind of like a mentor that you can work with every single day. And there's so many amazing ones out there. Like some that I would recommend to someone who's like, just kind of wanting to get into it is the untethered soul by Michael A. Singer. Love that that book. I love it. Yeah. So just good. Like it just makes sense. It's not a whole lot of jargon it just makes a lot of sense right <laughs> like, and it's because put it. it makes sense because it's like it's just telling you things that are happening inside you like it's mm-hmm. not something you can really disagree with because yeah. you notice it within yourself yeah. you know mm-hmm. um some other great books are by Eckhart Tolle a new earth is actually probably my all-time favorite book my okay. all-time favorite spiritual book the power of now is also really great but it's kind of the same story where it's kind of just getting you, these books are just getting you to look inside you and recognize the things that are happening within, right? right? That you create your reality. If you're not looking at the source of your reality and seeing that it's the source, if you're constantly looking outside you and blaming everything outside you for the reason why you feel the way inside, instead of looking at how you feel inside and recognizing how it creates what's happening outside mm-hmm. you, right? So I read every day because it literally like keeps my mind focused on where I want to go and like who I want to be. It's just like, you know, you're going to revert back to the programmed mind if you aren't putting new stuff in there. Mm -hmm. I was like new inputs equals new outputs. It's like eating broccoli, you know, it's like eating vegetables, but for your mind, like (laughs) you want your mind to change. You have to keep feeding it new stuff because we've been feeding it garbage for the last like 25 years or however old you are, you know? So it's like, start feeding it really high vibrational, um, high vibrational, like transformative ideas, new paradigms. What's another book that I can recommend? Honestly, Think and Grow Rich is a great one. And it's really great for anyone who's like actually trying to manifest. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It talks a lot about just like principles that I think everyone should have like discipline, Mm -hmm. you know, discipline is an amazing principle to develop and faith. And if anyone ever needs book recommendations, reach out to me. Like if there's a specific topic that you like really, you know, need help with 
-hmm. in your life, I would love to like give you a recommendation because I've read a ton of books and it's kind of like, it's kind of like my favorite thing to give to people is a book. You know, I just feel like they do so much for us, like for our consciousness. And so, yeah. Makes sense. Okay. Well, that's good to know. So for those of you listening, we're going to, yeah. So join us listeners (laughs) and we're going to do a meditation, like five minute. What was it called? A heart mind. So yeah, this is a heart mind coherence meditation. So essentially what heart mind coherence is, it's a state that you bring your body into in which you're able to have um, a deeper influence on your subconscious mind because the subconscious mind is really the body. That's why, you know, your habits are directed by the subconscious mind. These are the things that you do every day without thinking about it. Okay. Right. And that's 95% of your life is dictated by the subconscious mind. So that's really, if you want to influence, if you want to manifest, it's not the conscious mind that you have to change. It's the subconscious mind that you have to change. So the subconscious mind becomes more open to change when you put yourself in this state of mind, body coherence. And there's three states, there's sorry, three steps to getting yourself in this state. The first step is to slow your breath because this sends a message to your body that says it is safe. I am safe. And you switch over from that fight or flight mode, that stress mode, which we are all in constantly. I mean, especially in the world we live in today, it's kind of hard not to be in a constant state of stress and fear. You know, we're like, we're being bombarded by these horrendous headlines at all times. And we kind of like also with school and everything with school, with work, like your body's trained to basically be in a state of stress always. So learning how to shift into that rest and repair mode, a lot of great things start to happen. Your body actually spontaneously begins to heal itself. Then second thing we're going to do is we're going to place our hand on our heart. And what this does is every time you place your your hand somewhere on your body, it brings your awareness there. So your awareness is going to immediately come to this spot. And your heart is actually like a very powerful generator. Most people don't know this, but they have um, a field of energy that is being generated by their heart at all times. And it goes out about, about three feet around your body. So first we want, we want to connect to that heart center because this is how we're going to communicate through our energy, the vision that we see in our mind. You know, it's like that. Um, it has to be an intention plus an emotion. And once we get the heart involved, that's when the emotions start to come and the emotion, that's the third step. The emotion is gratitude. We're going to start to tune into an emotion of gratitude. And that is really where the magnetism comes because gratitude is a vibrational signature that says to the universe, thank you for what I have received. That's the quick meditation we're going to do. It's going to be about five minutes. It's really easy to do. It's something that anyone can do at any time, which I think is like like really powerful. So you can either do this sitting up or lying down. It's up to you, whatever you're more comfortable with, as long as your spine is erect so that energy can flow. We're going to start, like I said, by just closing our eyes bringing all our awareness within ourselves, within our body. Just gonna start to bring our attention to the breath. Just notice the breath.
And I'm gonna count, count us in. We're gonna start to slow the breath down. We'll do an inhale for five counts and then an exhale for five counts. And we'll start all together on the inhale in three, two, one. Inhale, two, three, four, five. And then exhale, two, three, four, five. And again, we're gonna inhale, two, three, four, five. And exhale, two, three, four, five. Just keep that rhythm with the breath, slowly starting to relax your body. Your abdomen expands and contracts. Releasing tension in your neck and shoulders, in your jaw in your chest. Just consciously relaxing and slowing that breath down. We're going to take our hand and place it over our heart center. Notice how your awareness drops into your heart. Start to feel it beating under your hand. See if you can feel a sense of warmth from the center, a tingling sensation. So you just tune in and bring your awareness here. Now I invite you to call forward into your awareness a moment in your life that you are truly grateful for. Just let this memory come to you. 
and immerse yourself in it. See it in your mind as if it's happening now and give thanks for having experienced this. Start to notice your energy start to expand and become lighter. Really notice that feeling of gratitude emanating from your heart. Start to think about all the beautiful things you have in your life to be grateful for. Just let this feeling continue to grow and well up inside you. You can even think about things that you don't yet have physically, but that exist mentally, emotionally, future memories that you're creating. And give thanks. And feel your heart opening. Feel a rush of energy. Feel a sense of expansion. When you're ready, you can come back to this present moment 
and open your eyes. That was great. That was really good. How do you guys feel? Like so much like later. Like, I always I kind of got emotional. I don't know why. Like I, I don't usually, but you're I don't know. But that was that was really good. Thank you so much for for doing that. Yeah. Welcome guys. Honestly, thank you so much for having me, for letting me just like speak and share, you know, things that I've learned. It's it's really I'm really grateful to have the opportunity to to connect with people who are, you know, on the same wavelength, but also people who are like, you know, in my community. Yeah. We went to the same high school, you know, and to to see that we're all kind of like on the same path now. And, you know, you would never explain some of the same ideas. Yeah. We're, we're freezing because the vibes are too high. I know we're, (laughs) we're we're disrupting it. I feel bad hanging up. I'm like, she's frozen. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. Bye. Okay guys. So that was our episode. Um, I had a really great time talking with her. That was really insightful. Honestly, a lot of the things she said, I like, it just made sense. I don't know how to, I don't know how to describe it as other than it made sense. I think for me is how she was saying um, about opening your heart to people and you have to realize what you do that makes you close it off. Like the affection with your mom thing, I resonate with that a thousand percent. Just affectionate with like my family in general. I'm not trying to sound like a stone cold like person. I just have a hard time even with friends. Like I always thought it was funny or like a joke where I'm like, ugh, don't touch me. Like, ew, like don't hug me. Like even with my friends, I, I don't hug them. But then it made me think like, why? Like why don't I hug them? So I don't know. It just, it's good to like, I guess, get that information and think and relate it back to your life and see how you can change that. So, I mean, giving affection to people is definitely something that I will be working on in order to open my heart and... I will be working on changing my perspective because what I learned from her just overall speaking is the change in perception can really influence a whole whole new series of events. If you change your perspective, a whole new series of events can occur in any area of your life. Like, even when it has to do with your own self, like, if I believe that I'm healthy, I know that I'm healthy, I'm thriving because I am, then I will feel that way. But if I keep believing that there's something wrong with me or I'm like always waiting for something bad to happen, I'm going to feel like I'm I'm like not thriving and I'm unhealthy. Like that's just an example. But yeah, so that's what I'm going to work on personally. So we hope you guys enjoyed. We hope you took something that you found helpful or that you will um, use in your everyday life or something that you can reflect on. If you have any questions go to her Instagram page at the mind palace and ask her some questions based on what she said, because I'm sure she'd be happy to answer and give you some book recommendations and all of that. So have a good day. We will catch you next week. We have some fun episodes coming up (laughs) with some games and all that shit. So stay tuned. Bye guys. Bye.